Hello and welcome once again to What's the Damage, companion show to the incredibly well-known, popular, and internationally renowned, internationally acclaimed, real play D&D show, Roll for Damage. Last week, our heroes had a couple of heart-to-hearts. We finally found Dobby's fancy knives and fought entirely too many spiders. Just more spiders than was comfortable for any of us, I think. Um, me and my guest today will be talking in its incessant nerdy detail um, about all of that, as well as discussing um, running published modules like ones like official post modules from Wizards of the Coast and making them into your own little games. That's fun. We're talking your Tombs of Horror, your Wardy Pice, your Curse of Strahd. We're going to be getting in real deep in all that. As always, stick around after the stream for links and resources to support the ongoing fight for racial justice in the United States. Thank you to Sunbird and Lady Meows who designed our logo and did our um, intro theme. Um, and find their info on our Twitch page. I'm your host, Truth Benson, and this is What's the Damage? Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, quick fun fact. Did you guys know Chad used to be in college radio? I was. Anyway, he was. Um, anyway, so join me today. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're beautiful. Don't put yourself down like that. Um, yeah, so join me today is Chad, who plays Quinn um, on the stream, and Khalil, who plays Baltaim. How are you doing, guys? Oh, swell. Good. Excellent. Um, yeah, so what is the damage this week? You fought so many spiders. It was yes. uncomfortable to watch. I didn't enjoy it. It was uncomfortable to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there yeah. were so many spiders. I feel many like spiders. that we need to when this is when when this is over um, and we leave this down, we need to sit down with like the um, I don't know the comp troller or like the building commissioner of this place and be like you need a regulation of number of spiders per building and that yes, number like, do you have animal like, control here yeah yeah that number needs to be no more than two per building 
So are those two normal spiders or like two big spiders? I think it depends on size of spiders. Like there's a there's a there's a curve for like mm-hmm. X size means Y number of spiders. If, yeah, eventually... if this this big of a spider, then X yeah. amount of spiders <laughs> allowed in the city in this general location per the police chief. You know? If spider can be ridden like a horse, you are allowed one per building. <laughs> I don't know, guys. That still seems like too many for me. No, it is. Um, yeah. Interesting. I don't like spiders unless they're going to bite we, me and give me super spider zoning, spider, spider zoning laws. Spider zoning laws. Spider zoning laws. Awesome. Yeah, interesting, too. There were, like, um, frost spiders in the middle of the desert. Not what you would expect. Yeah, no. No, you wouldn't think they'd be native to the middle of a desert climate. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know. Maybe they were smuggled in along with all that fruit. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a huge conspiracy. The fruit. The fruit. Maybe. You'll know. Um, the fruit that's extra common to this area and there are trees yeah. all through town. Nah. It's all a huge conspiracy, guys. Dobby was right. Dobby yeah, will be vindicated. That is my prediction for this campaign. Dobby will be vindicated. If he is, <laughs> there will be no living with him after that. It will be completely insufferable. Completely, as opposed to partially insufferable. I, mean, I want to make that distinction. Right, which he is now, right? He's now partially insufferable, yes. Okay. That means he's partially sufferable. Yeah. What percentage is he insufferable to sufferable, would you guys say? Hmm. I find the hijinks quite worth it. So for I me, do. I do. In in character, not so much, but out of character, I'm me, just like, where I'm the like, fuck's this crazy going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in character, not for it. As a player, I just like watching the crazy train and seeing when it's going to come off the rails. Yeah. You kind of need that one character who's going to get you into shit. Yeah, yeah. It keeps things moving. Yeah, but see, we have like four of those. (laughs) (laughs) So. I feel like we we also need zoning laws of number of characters that get us into a manner of hijinks. You can have one per party depending on how big they are. Uh, so I guess Dobby, who does not weigh 48 pounds, apparently, um, does he still count as small? He counts as a small, small troublemaker. Yes. Okay, cool. So I, yeah. you can have, like, you can have two if you have Dobby as one of them. That's my ruling. Um, yeah, so so Baltaim actually gets along pretty well with Dobby. And you guys had a bit of a heart-to-heart at the beginning of this, um, at the beginning of this episode on Friday. I really wanted Jay on here because Dobby does so much cool shit. But anyway, um, so I just wanted to ask um, Khalil, like, what initially like made Baltaim just want to be friends with Dobby or want to be a little bit more tolerant of Dobby than the rest of the group is? Why is that? Oh, it has nothing to do with my love of the player itself. I don't know. <laughs> purely, purely character reasons. Uh. Um, I don't know. I think, I think for Baltaim, I like to imagine that he's been a, he was a very, he was a trouble child when he was younger. Um, I think, um, we haven't gone into it a lot and a lot of people have brought it up, but it's been a few, few like NPCs that brought it up. Um, the, you know, uh, the racial, uh, problems with fallen Asimar. Um, I I would like I like to think um, probably as a child um, you know just growing up um, some people have like you know tried you know tried him 
uh, a little too much and he was probably um, a little bit uh, combat combative in uh, um, probably a bit uh, a bit more uh, less diligent as he is now um, he I think with the help of um, his family he's uh, he understands to everyone has their right to think what they want to think um, but the way you act is how people see you for real um, not of who like what they see actually you know that help that makes them think of what to think but um, you know the way you carry yourself will um, in most cases um, allow people to be like oh okay I understand um, you're not trying to do anything wrong or hurt me or any type of way um, you're just trying to you know live like everyone else is so I think he understands and sees Dobby's uh, um, the, the gears in Gabby's head. I think he understands mm -hmm. them a little bit more than maybe um, everyone else. And I think mostly he's probably talking to himself at a younger age, um, but he would try to say to himself to not be as angry or uh, as uh, um, rebellious as he, 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 was, he was as a, a child or younger. That's interesting, especially since, um, how old is Montaim? Um, he's uh, 26. Yeah, so I think Dobby's actually older than him, but- Yeah, by a lot, yeah. <laughs> by a lot, but he's still seeing echoes of his younger self in Dobby. That's a very interesting um, dynamic, actually. I mean, excited to learn more about Baltaim in the future and see how um, his dynamic grows with the other characters, especially since he is one of the kind of more laid back, steady acting characters but there seems like there's a lot of depth in there that we haven't been able to see yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see <laughs> see what happens. I'm as well, because I didn't know he had such depths because he comes off as the basically super smooth young Morgan Freeman, like mm -hmm. completely unflappable, but to know that he used to be a hot-headed jerk back in his day makes me very interested to see how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you and Quinn have some <clears throat> stuff in common as well. Yeah, I think um, that's I think that's there's a there's a dynamic in that that triangle there somewhere. And I think yeah. that's a, there's a reason for all that. Yeah. You'll be the three musketeers of aggro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Um I got sidetracked, but I did want to talk more about the fight because this was another interesting one. So mm -hmm. this has something to do with like the fight that you did the episode before last as well. Um, so when you're fighting monsters with cool effects, like it's both really interesting, but also pain in the ass. I think we'll all agree. Yes. Um, so tell me a bit about the process of just as you're in combat, figuring out what the fuck is going on with these weird monsters because like you have to fight it while you're figuring out if it has some special way to kill you yeah yeah like there's a lot of learning on your feet you know mm -hmm. like, a lot of learning trial by fire essentially mm -hmm. sometimes so, literally uh, yeah i was about to say sometimes yeah. literally by fire this time <laughs> trial by icy death mm -hmm. um i don't know it's it's just something where you have to take into account okay why that why did that just happen like i know the thing I know the thing bit me and that's why I'm hurt. Why is this also burning? Then figure out why that is. And then, wait a minute, why did it hurt me without touching me just because I stood next to it at the beginning of my turn? Aha, you know, that sort of thing. It's like, you have, to, you have to just remember all the different times it can hurt you aside from when it 
smacks you around for something mm-hmm. and then figure okay. out how to mitigate that. It's a very nice answer, Chad. Um, yeah, I just hit things. I just go over and I hit things with my sword. That's, that's I'm like, yep. I mean, I see you there. I'm going to stop you my sword. <laughs> that's my thought process. Well, I was basically trapped in the middle of the group, so I had a lot more time to think. Yeah, and try yeah, and figure I that out. That, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, no, it's 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 uh, it's it's hard because uh, you're uh, um, some some creatures like you know just naturally like oh I know what that creature is but you're like do I know what that creature is mm-hmm. you know what I mean like um, like I think before I armor of the Agathis uh, right before we went in there I was like oh I was like as soon as we saw the I saw the creature I was like that was fucking dumb well, <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> yeah I was like well Long I guess time. I got some temp HP uh, <laughs> yeah you at least get like, that fuck. <laughs> Uh, it's just, uh, it's just. Sometimes you just, you're just trying to, you know, go with the flow, trying to figure out, uh, you know. Um, I think I, for me though, it is easier. I have a little bit more limited uh, choice of things to do than, say, Chad, mm-hmm. uh, with his six million seven hundred and eight spells and combinations of spells. <laughs> I think I counted that last time. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, it's probably pretty close. Pretty close. Um, so yeah, I just, I just, you know, I'm, I got the. Uh, few things on my sleeves uh and i try to use it when it's helpful and then uh hit things with a sword after that <laughs> yeah it's the plight of playing a warlock i i know that all too well because i'm i'm playing one that multiclassed into a paladin right now when you run out of spell slots it's either eldritch blast or smack it around one of the yep. two because you got nothing else going for you i mean i love eldritch blast personally it's my bay <laughs> oh yeah it's it is the greatest cantrip of all time but yeah. it's still. so good especially if you get agonizing blast you're just like okay this is better than a crossbow i'll just do yeah. this forever get ready yeah. to be hit by a magic freight train four times per turn Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love warlocks um mm. let's see do, 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 do. Okay, so um, battle. Yeah, I mean, apart from like it being weird and spiders, I think it was sort of kind of straightforward. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is um, be the first time in this game when you guys have just been doing like straight adventurer work. Like, you go to a town, you find a job board, you do the job on the job board, you get paid for the job on the job board. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, is this kind of the kind of work that your characters have done before, or is this you settling into a new profession? Um, um, peek behind the curtain. My first, the first, uh, the uh, the very first uh, kind of small arc uh, that was Balsaim just doing a job board request. Oh, <laughs> he was like, oh, like he went to the job board. He was like, I need to go uh, find this this Logan guy, and like he's like, uh, he just very, uh, uh, I need a uh, hundred gold for something. Um, all right, I'm gonna go find something that gives me hundred gold, and he's like, oh, this. Um, um, this job board had uh, two things on there. Uh, one was for Logan, and the other one was for a previously discovered uh, or rediscovered uh, friend of a friend. Um, and uh, he was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go find this Logan guy, get some money, and then get what I need to get done, and head head off from there." <laughs> yeah, as far as Quinn, he has not done any kind of adventuring whatsoever, like a job board quest or whatnot. He, he just, you know, worked in Family Forge and then was a fuck not around town. That was basically his life. Professional fuck not. Kind of, like semi-pro. I wouldn't say pro. Yeah. 
he was getting ready to go pro you know he was, he was on the cusp he was right there yeah. and then his life took a turn <laughs> he was so close to going pro he was uh then he took um some plot right to the knee terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah he took tragic backstory to the knee yeah yeah i'm sorry guys i pre i pre-gamed this one so it's gonna be a little faster and looser than normal anyway um Okay, so like going back to what I said, I think I so I did predict that Dobby is going to be vindicated, but I feel like the seeds of vindication are already being sowed. Like you did end up kind of following up on his leads. You did get a bit of his backstory. You did get a big old possible payday um, as a reward for going even further into his backstory. Are people starting to take Dobby more seriously now or are we still feeling like he's just kind of a silly one? For me, it's kind of a two steps forward, one step back thing. <laughs> like we'll, we'll find something like, oh, okay. So that explains that. And then he'll do something just dumb as fuck and it'll like knock it back down a peg but a little further up than where he was it's 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 like a gradual okay. thing. progress yeah it's steady progress but never constant progress it's just spikes <laughs> with a net gain i would say uh ball team always believed in dobby yeah me too ball me too <laughs> um. He's uh he's uh he uh he oh yeah he like he never disbelieves like he's like oh yeah I, I believe that you're like this person is you know fucking terrifying but like mm -hmm. I mean he's doesn't understand like that you know I haven't seen this person so I can't be like oh I don't fully understand what you're saying you know because I don't want I haven't been in your situation but like I believe what you're saying um if that you know is a path that we are brought to um I will be there to walk with you I mean if you're here to walk with me I will. Walk, walk beside you. Um, <laughs> I'm so into it now. Uh, platonically, I ship this. Um, or not, you know, whichever. <laughs> anyway, um, so going back to the question that I had before I went back to the other question that I had, um, following up on my other question, <laughs> on my other other question. So um, this is why you're you the guys, best host and interviewer. Thank you. I'm so good at this. I'm a real professional. You sure um, are. Get it. <laughs> so um, with you guys um, having done some real adventuring work as a party, do you guys feel like, or do your characters feel like this is something that you would want to do? Um, like now that you have done a job with the party, seeing how you work together with money on the line, how you get paid together, what you use that money for, the decisions you make afterwards. Are you guys like having an inkling that you might want to stick together for non-curse reasons or is it still too early days? Hmm. I mean, I think with, with um, Quinn, because his whole narrative is very like goal oriented of mm -hmm. first just trying to find his sister and now trying to figure out how to either either bring the people from his village back or at least free their souls from eternal god-awful torment he's just not really trying to figure out what a viable career option would be other than that it's just more like go on just going on to the next thing and then going on to the next thing and then after he actually seriously accomplishes some stuff he's going to have a lot of questions to have well just what do i do now sort mm. of thing 
it's the really where do we go from here thing like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical episode. I assume you all know what I'm referencing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one song. Um, I think, yeah, I think Buffy is also like in that like goal oriented uh, mm -hmm. like point of view too. He's like, he, like this, honestly, um, this, this like new mission, he's like, uh, like if this is real quick, guys, I'm just like, sure, but like, it's in and out. If yeah. This is like, if this is in and out, sure, but like, I would like to go follow up on that thing because like, that's like where his mind is at right now. He's like, I would like to do that, like, just you know, set my curiosities and my you know, worries at ease, and then we can go do our other thing. Um, but I think, um, you know, if all else is you know, even he uh, you know, gets what he wants to do done. I think this is probably what he'd be doing regardless with his sister. I mm -hmm. think his, him and his sister would be traveling the world, uh, um, getting into trouble, trying to help people, or you know, trying to Aww. do something crazy. Yeah. So I think this is something he would be doing anyway. Um, I think um, I think the people, you know, getting to know these people more, I think he probably is uh, more inclined to, you know, after everything's fine, to, you know, continue to do things, um, you know, that way um, and possibly seeing what we else we get in trouble into in the future. Awesome. See, this is why Quinn and Bonnie need to be, like, best friends because they have so much in common. Well, I mean, they're pretty close, yeah. if not yeah. already. Besties. You know? They're already besties. Yeah. <clears throat> the besties. Um, what was I just thinking of? Cats? No, actually. <laughs> this rare occasion, I was not thinking about cats. I was thinking about something D&D related. Tabaxi. And not, not tabaxi. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, Had to. Fuck. Okay, it'll come back to me. Um, so... I think Quinn made a throwaway point, like right after you got out of the um, the spider nest, which uh, had, you know, which struck me as actually very logical, like a very normal thing to think in the middle of, um, you know, kind of abnormal situation. He said the advert was bizarrely vague, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I was like, yeah, it fucking was. So does he have like the impression that somebody was deliberately trying to lead an adventuring party into danger or does he just think somebody was like i just want them to go in i don't care what happens after that was I, this malice or incompetence <laughs> i don't believe he would try and attribute it to any kind of conspiracy because he's not dobby but um I th man. yeah <laughs> quinn doesn't have the a big board connected with red yarn <laughs> anywhere but I think at the very least, he probably believes that this was someone who had a problem that was way bigger than 500 gold and yeah. they wanted to only pay no more than 500 gold. So they were as vague as possible on the ad. Like, uh, there are pests. And they left Please. out the part of giant, <laughs> poisonous, frost bearing, uh -huh. multiple spider pests. Yeah. Terrible. Or maybe so, there's a word limit on the ad. I, I see it to other. like, <laughs> to like they're like uh they're like they got like the orking guy there. They're like, oh no, it's just ants. It's just ants. It's just ants. Um, <laughs> come crying. out, come out, just come out, and you know bring the thing. And they're like, oh, also I have termites too. Like, could you just deal with that while I'm here? And, you know, just you know, come on, man. You know, they're like they're just trying to like, get a deal. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, in addition to ants, there's also murder hornets. I got like about a yeah. thousand of them. And you can just spray Maybe that while you're here. You like, get, you're already like, here, man. Get you know? that yeah. ass in the corner while you're here thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you 20 bucks extra, you know, you know, just, you know. Yeah. I'll give you like a lemonade because you just take care of that for me. <laughs> oh, amazing. I still can't think of what I was going to say. Um, It'll come back to you. Probably okay, five minutes so, after we go off the air. Oh, definitely. I'm going to like message you guys on Discord and be like, this was my question. <laughs> and I'm going to write it down and um, like ask it the next time you guys are on in two weeks or so. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So you guys actually managed to finally find Dobby's um, stabby things, knives, mm-hmm. swords. Stabby things are, Sword I like and- those terms better. Stabby things is a good all-purpose turn because yeah. one's a sword, one's a dagger, but you know what? Yeah. Stabby things is You know perfect. what? They both stab. They both stab. Stabby things with ladies on them. Um, mm, that's perfectly, that sounds reasonable. That sounds yeah, like an apt description of what they are. I will allow yeah. it. Thank, thank you. I'm the host, so I get to make the rules, but I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate this. I appreciate you seconding um, this. Okay, so um, I was kind of like biting my nails a little bit as I was watching this. I didn't watch it live. I watched it afterwards, but as I was watching this scene, because I was like, oh, they're going to fuck it up with this NPC, because you guys were like being reluctant to pay uh, 100 gold, which I was like, that's actually kind of reasonable. So why was this initial reluctance? Like 100 gold's not that much. You guys aren't that liquid, but you were liquid enough. It's is for two swords. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, I mean, I think well, I think it's just a lot like of money for two bat, swords that we like, don't really want. Swords are like what twenty five gold or something like that. These are fancy ones. True, fancy. true, I, but like uh, that's just a lot of, and especially because we just like got like that's a fifth of what we just got. It is, yeah. So and we're and like, also, I was like, uh, like you come down with like like you know 80 like like you know that's all maximum like 80 and i'm just like that one okay well yeah okay, okay give yeah. him the gold guys give him the gold fuck it give him the gold we're gonna make <laughs> no, this no more talking before the price goes here. up here there you go can i go up yeah i well, part of it for me was just like these are swords that we don't really want to have to pay for because they were owned by this moron before he yeah. fell asleep in an alley like you do yeah, no, like, like you do. Like you like do. No, like no one do. to pay for their car again. Like someone sold their car and you have to pay for your car again, but it's like right, up right, fifty percent. You're like, well, fuck me. Like this is stupid. Right, right. My that's car. literally my yeah. thing. Yeah, like, that's my car. For my like, thing. Like fuck. So you know, it's just like ah. I did think it was funny though, because then you gave that nice old lady a very generous discount the next minute. Yeah, that was not agreed upon by everybody. That was <laughs> no. Are y'all gonna have words about that? No, see, out of in character, not at all, because Quid would not think to negotiate a price for helping anybody. Mm-hmm. Out of character, what happened there was the player mistook the character looking back as needing approval for something, and he decided to have his big dumb barbarian jump in and do the negotiating, and instead made the price go down for no good reason because he's actually not that stupid. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this uh, dumb warlock also, um, <laughs> <laughs> also was uh, was gonna reason uh, with the pig person because uh, mm-hmm. I think I also just in the flow of things I heard like you know oh this is like all the coins you had so like yeah just give us like two hundred gold and like uh, you know the potions and then like yeah like get the discount and Quinn uh, Cynric had said something and I was like oh, wait but and then you're like okay that's fine I'm like oh well 
never mind. I guess that's gonna happen there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where in character, I'm just like, okay, this makes perfect sense. Out of character, I'm just wanting to throw it on, like, what are you doing? I need that shield. I need that shit. I um, need more yes. money. I can't believe you taught yourselves out of potions. Like, you always want potions. I, I mean, we'll, I, we'll, we'll renegotiate. We'll, we're we'll definitely re going to renegotiate because yeah, we'll just, especially if there's some bullshit. There's, you know, there's like fucking, you know, giant on kegs just. I mean, you guys like, are gonna like end up finding a sandworm or something. Yeah, we're gonna be like, yeah. okay, ma'am. I know we said a hundred, but did you know but... your husband was like swallowed by the inside of a sandworm? You had to like actually <laughs> go into the sandworm yeah. and pull him out. Uh -huh. So, ma'am, we had to fight these monsters from Tremors, and I was not pleased. A hundred back up to a three hundred again. Let's just uh... let's see. And really, let's make it three fifty. Do you see the acid burns on my colleagues yeah, over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dobby is like, there's his foot is missing. <laughs> Dobby's other eye is missing. Dobby's blind now. His both his eyes are missing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. So, are you guys like a little bit worried about going into the desert? Because, as was pointed out on the stream, some of you are essentially wearing ovens. Yes, I am wearing an oven. <laughs> yeah. Um, I it's, this is actually the thing I was saying after taking the job because clearly the brand whole thing about how he Baltame is going to really super want to go and do this one thing. And the, my logic behind wanting to take this one job is it's a good test to see how well we can survive in the desert because it's literally a day, like a, a day trip. And if the it day trip into the enough. desert super fucks us up, yeah. then we know we need to do way different things to prepare when we go for the, what, couple of weeks to the south that we're looking at? Yeah. So you're going to get heat stroke and then have to do a lot more spider fighting jobs to get money <laughs> is what I'm hearing. I have like a tenuous idea how to like help like a small amount, uh -huh. maybe like an hour or two. So he's like not oven the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, that's, I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> I don't yeah, know either, I mean, especially because I like my high AC. I don't want to get rid right? of it. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, there's probably like a, a wizard somewhere who could do like a cooling spell on your metal armor. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can not, you cast, not to give you guys ideas. Cast the, the spell of theme park line misters. You know, yeah. the, like the fans <laughs> with the mist in front of them. Yeah. You're just going to be constantly a little bit damned. Yeah, a little bit. Like if you're okay. in line for something at Bush Gardens, you know, just you get constantly sprayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, um, I still can't remember what I wanted to ask, so we're going to move on. We're going to move on to our topic for the day, which is running published modules. Um, now, I know Chad has. Um, Khalil, have you ever run like a pre-made model? Module? Yeah, yeah, I've run a, awesome. a, a few. Yeah. Awesome possum. Good. I picked the right people for this week. Um, now okay, I know so, why I'm on. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's why you're on. Um, <laughs> But you know, also because I wanted to get you on a couple of weeks ago, because um, because Quinn like keeps doing interesting stuff while yeah, he's stop being so fucking interesting. I'm trying. I can't help it. I'm just Irish yeah. By by decree of serenity, I was not allowed to have Chad on for a couple of weeks because he was on like three weeks in a row. But yeah, then so he insisted on doing he insisted on doing cool stuff in the games, and I was like, well, I want ask him about that stuff. I, I keep not. trying to be boring I swear no you don't, don't you're like I'm me. gonna sit in this corner and then like you sir with the red hair come here <laughs> oh wait I just remembered what I wanted to ask oh um, cool before the show Chad. ended good job right okay so Chad mm. what the fuck is up with your sister does she like you do you does your sister like you 
Yeah, it's just one of those things of um, does I don't know of the two of you who has an idiot sibling or like an idiot cousin at least like oh, someone who normal you you basically most of the time growing up a lot of what this person has done is just uh fuck that sort of thing like uh-huh. it like every so often there would be something to come up where quinn just does something dumb his sister never had that problem so even though he's the older one who tried kind of sort of to help looking after her mm-hmm. he kind of sort yeah <clears throat> he kind of sort of needed a bit more in just the no don't do that no don't take that bet and do that stupid thing no stop it stop it stop it so it's not that she doesn't like him it's just more like she's very tired she's real tired <clears throat> probably and you know Quinn has changed somewhat from being the idiot that he was, but he did also blow the back end off of a building by accident. It happens. It does. It and to be fair, Who I wasn't the first one to cast that damn spell. That was just the last <laughs> straw. There you go. Um, okay, so now back to moving on. Yes. Um, okay, so module. So both of you, um, first off, tell me about the process of just like picking out a module to run. Do you usually pick ones that like you've heard through word of mouth that were cool, famous ones? Do you seek one based out on theme, based on the players? What's the thought process? I mean, mostly just ones like I want to run. Like, mm-hmm. um, like some, some models are just like absolute awful. Like absolute awful to like just chug through. Like, um, like uh, I can't. Like the beginning parts of Out of the Abyss is just like absolute awful. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like it's just it just goes for forever, uh, and you can just you know be in the underdark for like ever. <laughs> and like like to start off a game that way, you know it's not it's not as fun. I think personally for me, uh, mm-hmm. you know going to the underdark, you know I think should be an ordeal. Like oh yeah, like you're in the underdark, but like. Starting off at like level one, you're in underdark. Everything can kill you. You're just like, well, I, you basically like. I think like in is like, yeah, prepare to die. Have characters die because like it's just like things can kill. A yeah, mushroom's gonna eat you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that mushroom is not safe. Oh yeah, and there's like you know there's poisonous like water. Like you know there's just like there's just like things in the book. Is like the first like chapters like this can kill players. This can kill players. This can also kill players. Players can also be captured and re-slaved again um, if this happens. And uh, if they go into these cities, they will be captured again. So it's like, oh, that's just like, oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot. Lot of not fun. Yeah, happening. yeah. There, there's a ton down there. Like when you were literally just wandering in a place where beholders, aboleths, entire societies of drow and duragar and other things that have historically been put out as the monsters that will kill players. Right. And this is just like, this is where they have their conventions. You know, like right. you're walking through the suburban neighborhood of Eldritch Horrors hey, Jim. as level one. <laughs> like, hey, Jim Bob, nice lawn. And then Bob the Beholder just melts your face off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He was seemed so nice to barbecue last week. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know Bob was a murderer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mind Flayers, too. Those those live down. Oh, yeah. Like, every manner of horror is in the Underdark. So, yeah, I, I, I don't like the idea of the module that starts you off there. And it's like, there's like no, like, 
Underdark gets a bad rap, man. There's like no like fun people in Underdark. Yeah. Well, there's I mean, some dwarves, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, eh. yeah. I mean, and also like the best thing, there's also the insanity mechanic. If you're there too long, you start to True. Google ahead. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Didn't know about that. Yeah, I've never I've never run it or play it, but I've looked up st- enough stuff to know yeah, that, that is like, that is one of the aspects of it is because of the whole like thing of like you demons don't are literally coming coming yeah. into the underdark. There is the abyss insanity mechanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rough guys. That sounds rough. <laughs> yeah. I think when I'm trying to if I'm picking one, it would be basically one I want to run and also probably one that I would want to be able to blackmail someone into pl- into running for me later. <laughs> Because I would also want to play it. Like I'm playing, uh, I'm, I'm uh-huh. running Curse of Strahd right now. It's so fun. Thank you. And at some point, I would also like to successfully complete the Curse of Strahd. So, you know, not that I'm going to hold this over the heads of the people who are playing later, mm-hmm. but I'm totally going to hold this over the heads of the people who are playing later that I want to actually kill that bastard vampire as opposed to eventually be that bastard vampire. Fun. I'll run Strahd for you someday. Dope. Yay. No, um, been so <laughs> the pact is formed. <laughs> um, okay. Um, actually, that ties into one of my later questions. What's like the replayability factor for these modules? Because like it's the same book every time, but like yeah. how can you make it new? Like if you ran Strahd, then you play Strahd, possibly even with the same people. Like how do you make that new, fresh, and funky every time? Uh, Strahd's uh, an easy one, though, yeah. because with the, the Taroko deck, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a randomization mechanic change, that's yeah. literally built right into it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Strahd's pretty easy to like. Like I, you just like let's play Strahd every week. You know, every you know six months or so mm-hmm. it's just like oh you won't have two of the same you know strahd games because there's so much things that could be you know randomized between that right uh, plus you know. you know whenever someone is trying to randomize and do the taroka thing if they draw a card like no we did it last time you just draw yeah, it's like no yeah fuck that we just go <laughs> another one yeah um i think like there, yeah there are some like they're like uh like you know the tyranny of dragons uh one just kind of straightforward like you can't like really mm-hmm. just like change yeah, I mean, you can change things about it, but I'm saying like you can't like go through Tyranny of Stra- uh, Dragons and I'm like, oh, something different happens. Like, oh no, you kind of have to follow this. You're following uh, the you know the cultists, so it's like this kind yeah. of just goes onto one track, you know. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the published stuff. It's basically it is a very linear thing. Like it's it's a bit railroady because you are on a track to do a thing. You do the thing, you go do the next thing, you know, and then there's some like Strahd. It's basically, it's a sandbox that allows you to railroad your players just for fun. (laughs) Right. Like you have to go in the house. Yeah. Tried to leave. Can't do that. Um... Try to leave. Nah, the mist slash DM says, get the fuck in the house. I spent a lot of time on this. (laughs) Back there and fight those things. (laughs) Those ghosts and zombies and stuff. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that um, sort of flows into my next question, which is how straight do you usually play a module? Do you like mix it with homebrew? Just depend on what the module is. Um, and how straight should you play them, in your opinion? Um, if you have like new players or you know, like a new DM, I mean, play it pretty straight because I mean, mm-hmm. there it's there. It's a tool, you know. It's there to tell you, you know, this is 
know, if they go and kill this dragon, this is what happens after they kill this dragon. So, you know, it will let you think less about like, oh, what's going to happen if they do this? Um, and if you can think less about, you know, A, B, you can, then you can use your, you know, freed, you know, time and brain space to be like, oh, well, if they do something else, I'm going to think about something, you know, different of what can happen. So you can like add in that, like, changeability and like adaptability into a module if like you you know you know read it through a few times and like understand like oh this is like the, the path it's gonna go and then I can just like okay I don't really like this per se but mm-hmm. I can I add this in here if I want to you know yeah and a lot of the stuff that um that I like doing it just depends on because even if you're running a module you have characters who will have stuff in a backstory that is something difficult to incorporate in if you just leave everything as it sits in the book Mm -hmm. you know so if you want to really you know get in there especially something like curse of strahd where you're supposed to try to traumatize your players a little bit (laughs) like you're it's a gothic horror thing you want people to come out a little fucked up (laughs) so you can't really dial in on that unless you tweak some things around and you know homebrew some stuff just to try to add more mechanics in there that will be you know, a little different. Like, you know, last night when, when no, the other one, we yeah, we were just the playing thing it. Stuff, the stuff thing. <laughs> yeah, well, one thing that I did is um, there's a part where you go up to Gallows and you're supposed to just have one mm-hmm. of the characters see themselves hanging there. I was like, that's not fun. I can do something better than that. And then the <laughs> one character that went up to it, because I she wouldn't be bothered by seeing herself hanging there dead as much as she would be bothered by seeing the body of one of her dead family members hanging up there. So I was like, oh, we're doing that now. <laughs> yeah it was just like an on-the-spot decision like uh-uh no i can do better i can dig harder <laughs> yeah but like see like that that's like something like you know like like it's like following the like like the structure of the like you know the the you know the module but it's like no like that's that's a more fun idea like you know it doesn't say like you know they see one of them like one of the party members uh, yeah, you, from the, yeah you roll at random and then some right. it's someone in the group but you're like, like you, mm. but like that's you're like incorporating like what they're saying to you but like, like no i'd rather it be you know this thing that would actually like oh that's yeah. fucked up yeah yeah and that's what i'm saying like you can you you use what's there the same way you use anything just in any of the books it's a great jumping off point yeah. and if you great have a better point. idea to try and just plus this or you know expand that then do that or just an idea where you can be like, I'm going to shoehorn this thing directly into that <laughs> spot because right. it's going to really mess with the character. I know it's not in the book, but it's going there. Nice. And that's the nice thing about D&D in general is that it explicitly says that as the DM, you can do where the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, it's a it's nice the best rule. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice, actually, it's like, fuck you, look at zero, uh, rule number zero. DM's always right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, amazing. First um, rule of d and I'm the god here. Yeah. <laughs> Worship me. Um, <laughs> I will take donuts as tribute. <laughs> anyway, that was actually um, someone I used to play with was like explicitly, you can bribe me with food to make things go better for you as a character. <laughs> That's the real thing. I would really like to try doing that, but literally every D&D game I'm in right now is... Online. Yeah, I have to mail you one, food. <laughs> well, and the one person who could successfully bribe me with food is my wife. So I feel like she already building. has a leg up. Yeah, she does. Yes, because if I make her too mad, that will carry over into the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm not about that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, um, so with these modules, and um, Chad brought this up, like oftentimes, like character backstories, like it, the wide world of character backstories where you can essentially make any shit up. Like these do not always fit super well with modules. So what do you do um, to like incorporate character backstories into a pre-made module? Because like with a homebrew, you can pretty easily just, you know, rewrite the story a little bit to, um, to incorporate these or even make them major parts of the plot. Um, so it's a bit different there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you do whatever it is that fits with the narrative as far as the story you're trying to tell overall, because, you know, in the module, whatever it may be, it's the party is going to do this thing. Like, this is the end goal of whatever it is they're doing. They're going to kill this dragon or stop Tiamat from rising up and destroying mm -hmm. all of creation or kill the vampire lord or rob that one vault in water deep and all that. And it just turns into what can you do on the way and what happens during that? Because, you know, the large story of this is the one thing they're going to do, that's basically the same way as describing the entirety of the first three Star Wars movies. I mean, you know, the real first three Star Wars movies, not mm -hmm. numerically. We, um, we know. Eventually they destroy the Empire. Right. That's it on the way is where you get all the good stuff. Um, I like to, um, um, I like to look at the, uh, there's like pre pre-made bonds in the, uh, books. Um, instead of like, you know, they tell you like, you know, give your, give, you know, one of your characters these bonds. I'm like, no, fuck that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, um, you know, a lot of times there's NPCs that, you know, sporadically pop up into a lot of these modules. Um, so I'm like, I, I'll just tell them, you know, I'll message the player or, you know, I'll message each player and be like, how do you, like, you know, you can decide how you, this happens, but how do you know this person X? Um, why would you want to help this person? Like they, they need you to do something. Why would this person be someone you would want to help? Why is, you know, you can explain how they are in tight, like, you know, interwork into your backstory, how that uh, goes through, like, uh, for example, uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver. Um mm -hmm the uh the dwarf who is uh the one who asks you to go find the mines um i you know i i ask all the players like you know there's a dwarf in uh, neverwinter um how do you like you know explain how you want to but how do you know this dwarf he, he would like to ask your help and he uh would pay you to help how do you know this dwarf and what relationship do you have uh and you know i might ask you know someone that's like oh i'm gonna be a rogue i want to be in the centaurum you know, I might let them be in the Zimtarm, be, you know, already pre into a, you know, a faction or something. So they have a little bit more, like, pop into the story so they can, like, already feel a little bit more weighted in there. Um, and then, you know, that, that kind of helps shape, you know, their background into that module a little bit. I like that a lot. It really takes advantage of like the collective storytelling potential of D&D, &D, even with a pre-written story. Yeah. 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 Cause, I mean, yeah, the, the entire story is pre written as far as if your characters follow this path, eventually they will get to the big bad and slay the big bad as long as the dice don't betray them. Right. And then it just turns into, you know, what are they trying to do on the way otherwise? You know, like, 
how are your characters interacting with each other with the world around them and how is their backstory something that is driving them to do whatever they're doing and how can you use that to change the world around them that they're that they're interacting with you know like because i'm adding a lot of stuff in on what i'm doing right now just because if i didn't it would still be fun because everybody would still eventually spoilers kill strahd but you know it wouldn't be as strahd i mean I mean, ideally, yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to actually kill everybody and then have to do it all again. Because people are like, <laughs> no, I want to kill the Strahd. Like, <laughs> all right, we'll roll new characters. Damn it, we'll start this again <laughs> from the top, guys. Yeah, pretty much, but I mean, yeah, ideally, eventually they are all going to get there and they are all going to kill the vampire. But then it just turns into how is this going to be a more satisfying experience? Like, what can I do to get them to accomplish other goals on the way? You know, mm-hmm. like there's a whole thing of. Um, you know the short-term goal the long-term goal you know how many short-term goals are they going to be able to do on the way that will just sort of impact who they are when they get to the final battle and make them really sort of want it more Hmm. beans um do you guys have like a favorite module that you've run in the past or currently I have to say Curse of Strahd currently because that is oh. oh, yeah, that's a, that's a cheap answer. Oh, a- I'm sorry, it's the module I'm running. It's actually uh, the one I have run. So such a that's such a that's such a basic answer, you know, Chad. Everyone yeah, loves yeah. everyone loves sexy vampires. Okay, we get it. You know, I mean, we all hate the sexy vampire. Yeah. Um, even when you hate them, they love them. You're like, oh, you're such a fucking asshole. I don't. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, Strahd's got real big dick energy, and it's like he does. He just... Does he? I mean, because uh, spoilers for the game that none of you are watching, we just read his diary. That was not full of big dick energy. <laughs> he projects a lot of it. I mean, like he, he has this persona of big dick energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. uh, hmm. Other than Curse of Strahd, I'd probably say. Um, I would say the 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 starter kit from Lost Minds of Vanilla. It's actually a pretty decent. Oh, nice. It's a a pretty decent uh, module. Like it's very. I mean, I mean it is the training wheels for a reason, yeah, you know. Yeah, open and also like railroaded at the same time. Where like you can do some things, do things in some different orders, and it kind of helps you if you're that. That is your first, uh, you know, thing DMing. It helps you understand how to improvise and how to you know railroad how to, you know railroad in a good way, not like oh mm-hmm. like. You have to, to go keep here the players on track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and kind of, you know, there's lots of spellcasters in there. There's, you know, monsters. There's, you know, melee fighters. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a nice, well-rounded uh, module, I think. Nice. That's a nice, well-rounded answer. Yeah. See, I complimented <laughs> you. I didn't call you base or anything, Khalil. <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, oh, uh, yeah, I'm that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in your in your opinion, like, should beginning DMs do pre-made modules before jumping into homebrew? Because personally, I jumped right into homebrew because I did not want to read things. And it went okay. <laughs> <laughs> it went pretty well, actually. I that's think the most truth answer possible. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just didn't want to read shit. You know, that's I feel that. Yeah, I can respect that. I, yeah. I can totally respect that desire. Um, I think, I mean, if you have the ability, the capability, and the ability to do, you know, 
homebrew on your first run, that's, you know, that's more power to you. I mm-hmm. think if you, um, but you probably understood the rules and how the game mm-hmm. worked a little bit better though, when you first did so. No, mostly. Okay. <laughs> well enough, it would seem. Well I, enough. I yeah. depended on my players a lot to remember the rules, which that's, was, yeah, yeah. I think, I think if you're, if like this, like literally, you know, you know, for, if you've never done it, done it before, never like, you know, played it before and you're like, I've read the rules and like trying to like figure out how to do it. I think you should try to your hand at just doing a module first because uh it like doing a whole like world and setting and like factions that's a lot of like man hours to go mm-hmm. into something. Yeah. Um, and um if you don't quite understand how something could be like a broken encounter or a broken like item or a broken character that like uh you know like an evil guy to fight against you'd be like oh i thought they should have you know beat this person at you know level 16 wizard at level two and they all died i don't know how that happened well, yeah it, it can, it, for me it kind of depends on like what's your comfort level as far as do you think you can actually narratively put together an entire world on your own or do you need to use something else as a jumping off point because like I, yeah, the adventure zone is a good example of mm-hmm. what you can do if you're basically you because they started by using Lost Minds of Fandelver, yeah, and they did that for like an episode and a half before Griffin's is like, mm-hmm. fuck it, let's just do something else, and I then he starts have. turning it into what it became, you know, and it was a huge sprawling world. <laughs> it was, yeah, and that's because that's that's the basic principle of you know you can start with something and turn it into basically whatever you want. Because nobody else is like reading along the in the book with you, ideally, and no one's going to please you. Oh, it's not supposed to happen that way. Like, <laughs> this is my world, motherfucker. It happens the way I says it happens. Actually, we're supposed to fight a dragon at uh, point X in this yeah. case. Uh, DM chat. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? Now it's three dragons because you yeah. mentioned it. <laughs> um. Yeah, so as players having like played in pre-made modules, do you notice any real difference between them and um, Homebrew? Like, are the NPCs different? Is the story a bit tighter usually? Just are there any noticeable differences from the player angle? Hmm. I mean, from what I've played of modules, it's the difference between that and Homebrew. It does come in some of the NPCs because if you know your DM well enough, you know the kind of NPCs that they will create Mm -hmm. and you know the kind of NPCs that they just have fun with playing. And then you see the kind of NPCs that will just show up and like, there's this person here, there's this person here. And the DM can try and tweak them a little bit, but at their core, they're still whatever it is the book said they were because that is the purpose they would have to serve in the narrative sometimes. So like, that's where I can see the differences sometimes in, in some of the stuff. I've actually had a DM inject an NPC that had no business being in the setting at all because they just really felt like putting their own thing in there just because. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a difference. I, I, I can't quantify it, I don't think. Um, but Can you yeah, qualify a... it? No. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I... I uh, 
yeah, because just like going with the NBC thing, like, you know, in the modules, like, uh, NBC has to be helpful. Like, uh, NBC, there's no, like, useless NPC, like, in a module. Yeah. Because if they're useless, they wouldn't put in the, the module. Because, like, this person literally doesn't help, you know, move the story along. So, like, they're, like, everyone knows at least something. It might not be helpful right away, but it has some value to it. You know, in Homebrew, you can just be like, oh, no, Jim is fucking jerking you off. Like, he doesn't fucking know what happened. He's like, he's like I, you know, he w- just walked into the, the bar. He's like, oh, I saw everything. No, he did it. But, you know, he's like, oh, what's going on with Jim? Like, and he could just be fucking yanking your chain the whole time. But, like, <laughs> um, that's not really a thing in models because it's like, well, you can't. If you have your characters going like a, a, a session tangent, if someone just lies to them outright and has no use. They're like, yeah. we must go to the mountains. Yes. To find the plot device. Yeah. To find the MacGuffin. Right. The MacGuffin. The holy MacGuffin. Yeah. Told of in legend. Yeah, modules don't really count for Jim the town jackass. Very yeah. Well. Though honestly, they should. I think everything should have a mechanic of town asshole, you know, like Yeah. Just this one fucker who will tell <laughs> you nothing everything. useful. He's like, I'm sorry, they you need to go down to the other dark and find the MacGuffin. (laughs) But there's really nothing there except the fuck you sign. Fuck you, Jim. I'm not going. (laughs) He just wants attention. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between you know the kind of NPCs you can find in the module and kind of NPC I created once of a mentally disturbed homeless man who was literally trying to give the characters useful information but in the form of things he hallucinated because again he was not well and the town was not taking care of him yeah. you know like he tried to tell in the party that the lady that had chicken for hands was beaten and kidnapped with a guy with wolf arms and it was going to be a guy a lady who worked in the local tavern and gave him a leftover chicken at the end of the night was kidnapped as part of a cult's plan to sacrifice them by the head of the town guard who had wolves on his armor because he was that kind of stylized armor-wearing douchebag. It was useful information given in the most useless way possible. That's really good. Count for that, wizards. (laughs) So he's he's Quinn right now. Yes. (laughs) That's very good, actually. I like that. Because it's essentially a riddle. Yeah. Did they take care of him? Did they get him a home? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they would have, but the game kind of fell apart. And then oh, sad. It. Yeah. Uh, poor Mr. Chicken Hands. Um, <laughs> okay, and I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you, guys. This has been super fun. Um, and thank you to all the viewers for watching another episode of whatever this is. I just can't know it is. It's what's the damage. Um, so join join us next week on Tuesday for another episode of What's the Damage. Join us on Friday um, for the next episode of Roll for Damage. Stick around for helpful and useful links um, after, during the end credits, essentially. And we will see you next week. Good night. Say good night, guys. Good night, guys. <laughs>